What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Ball Podcast. I am your host, Troll Bro Dude, and today I am excited to talk about our new partner, Underdog Fantasy, who offers pickums every single night in the NBA, including tonight, Thursday, November 10th. The Sixers are playing the Hawks tonight, so my pick recommendations for you on there are Joel Embiid. You're going to go higher on his points. He has 28.5 points currently. Four assists from DeAnthony Melton. I'm going higher on that, too. I think with James Harden out, he should get some more on-ball opportunities, some transition opportunities to get those assists. And then also the Sixers killer, Trey Young, 33.5 points and assists combined. If I put $10 on that, my payout is 60 bucks. And you can do this every single night. And Underdog is the only place that offers nightly draft contests as well. We actually just did our first ones for You Know Ball listeners only. We're going to be doing them every single week moving forward for the rest of the NBA season. So please follow me on Twitter at Trill Bro Dude. If you want to compete against me in a classic six-player snake draft where whoever scores the most points takes home all of the money at the end of the night. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to be doing it throughout the whole season. So Promo code SLOPPER, use the link in the description, play their pick them as well, or you can do a fantasy draft and compete against me every single week during the NBA season. Um, so wow. we are going to do something that I've wanted to do for a while today, which is last week we did the overrated draft for those who don't subscribe to the Patreon. You should do that. You should get access to that video and audio and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to go in the opposite direction and we're going to do... Uh, a positive thing, which we don't do a lot here on the You Know Ball podcast. We're going to do the NBA prospect draft. So we're going to draft the 30 best prospects in the NBA as it stands today. We're not taking contracts into consideration. This is literally just the best players that we would want going forward. So we're projecting forward a little bit. And some guys, rookies, second year guys, we're just thinking more long term as opposed to literally right now. And we will go. TKR will start with the first pick. Sam will get the second pick. I'll get the third pick and the fourth pick, and then we'll we'll do the snake draft back in the other direction, uh, just like we did with the overrated draft. So, TKR, you are the first one to go, and I think we all know that there's really only two players that you could possibly pick here at the top. Uh, that is a tier I have is two yeah. players. Yes, I I, I do yes. as well, and I'm I, I'm interested to hear who you are picking number one overall in the prospect draft, TKR. So it is between the two aforementioned alluded to. It is Luka Doncic or Zaire and Smith. Herb John. And there's <laughs> yes. he's just slightly below. Um, you know, Zaire gives you a lot in the NBA today. Um, almost True. dying is sort of a negative. Can't really fault him for a that. Bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know how far I have to scroll down in the sheet to see where he is points per career. Um, but I, you know, everyone yeah. projects he'll be right up there with Luca with you know average well, thirty six this year. You yeah. know, in the anime Yu Yu Hakusho, um, Yusuke I'm not gets, familiar. But he yeah. gets benefit. Well, he he almost dies as well. He actually does die and comes back to life, and he that's where he gains his powers. So I, I have to feel mm-hmm. that Zaire Smith is operating from somewhere. Yeah, he's ready yeah. to take that leap. He's well, got yeah, a lot exactly. of this character. Did yeah. this character? Anytime you allergy. Right. Well, when you're out of the league for three years, this is what we call it the Hassan Whiteside path. Um, <laughs> and he'll be coming back in and similarly prepared to uh, yeah. dominate. Just yeah, like, like just like Hassan Whiteside, he played in the, the tournament, the basketball mm-hmm. tournament over the March summer. March Madness. Yes. 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 So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. March Madness, but five years later when you're trying to relive your college days. Uh, yeah. So in all seriousness... Are you taking Luca number one? Luca is my clear cut. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's a two. It's a one. Oh, 
Yeah. I so mean, this is, so this is crazy. Like, I, I definitely would have taken this guy number one if I had had the number one pick. You know, like, I wouldn't have. Because mm-hmm. I'm picking Jason Tatum, obviously, because I'm a Celtics fan. I wouldn't have even thought of taking anyone yes. else if of I course. had the number one pick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I definitely would have also picked Jason Tatum number one. I, I, I do think it's it, – I think the thing about Luka – so I, I'm interested to hear – because I think Luca has been the clear best prospect in the NBA for the past few years. Mm-hmm. The conversation has definitely shifted a little bit for me. And I'm going to throw up because the Sixers passed on Tatum. Literally could have just picked him. But yeah. I think the conversation can be had only due to the fact that Tatum has gotten so much better over the last few years. And his two-way presence makes it a little bit easier to team build. Like, the Celtics have a much better team than the Mavericks, but it's also mm-hmm. a little bit easier to team build around a guy who doesn't dominate the ball like Luka does, mm-hmm. who is a much better defender, who has mm-hmm. a lot of two-way ability. Kind of, I've talked about this before, I compared it to Kawhi Leonard, where, like, Kawhi might not have been as good as Durant and Curry and lebron but there is a level of being able to build around a two-way wing who doesn't have a ton of flaws in his game that is very easy in the modern nba so i i think we mm-hmm. all are in, in agreement that number one is luka Doncic. no i, I think, just said i was picking oh yeah yeah <laughs> so, so, please, don't, please don't get me in trouble on the, on the yeah. lot so i i honestly but dropping the bit i think it's actually a lot closer than I thought when I like went through and I looked at the numbers for like that exact reason, you know, like, especially because, and we're going to get to another player like this, I'm sure later on in the draft, but the heliocentrism, what does that Mm -hmm. do for winning? Like like having a guy totally, as you, as you said, dominate your offense on one side of the floor, like at that point, are you limited to just having like, um, to be polite, like, grade b players like you know what i'm saying like sure you can't have do you think other like do you think a player like let's say jalen brown would be happy on the mavericks if like getting like whatever nine shots a game or, or jalen whatever. brunson wasn't <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what i'm saying like, yeah. like yeah. so I, I think there is a level to that because obviously luca like on paper and just looking at the numbers is better but i think that there is something to be said team building wise for having that player inherently locks you into a lower tier of players. Like you are yeah. going to end up with Dorian Finney-Smith and um, guys like that. Who, yeah. Yeah. They are good, but are not, you know, uh, needle. Well, they are needle movers, but not, they're not number two on a championship, championship team. team. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's the catch 22 of he's so good. You don't want him. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. It's kind of like the LeBron thing. Like, it's honestly very hard to build around LeBron, as we've seen, like, for a very similar reason. Like, Chris Bosh had to really sacrifice to make that Miami Heat team work. And I think that he deserves a lot of So did Kevin Love. Yeah, and Kevin yep. Love did, too. Like, mm-hmm. I, so I, I think that there is something that – there is something to really having to sacrifice on those, you know, that style of team. So I, I think it's closer than people might realize at first. So yeah, we we talked about this a little bit last night when we were talking about different like partners that you could put with Luka Doncic in the pick and roll. And, you know, the Anthony Davis archetype of player would be someone that is very appealing. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, he might be kind of an outlier in terms of 
perfect skill set to fit with a ball dominant star because he doesn't need the ball a ton to be super successful on offense mm-hmm. and defensively mm-hmm. he's at least at his peak had a superstar level impact on the defensive end so mm-hmm. I, I I do agree that it is kind of similar to the LeBron thing LeBron mm-hmm. is obviously LeBron and Luca's probably the best under 20 he's 23 still which is crazy yeah. He's he's the best under twenty five prospect since LeBron. If if you look right. at every year of his career statistically, getting to the Western Conference Finals with the team that he did, carrying in the playoffs, having moments, it's a, it mm-hmm. is similar to to LeBron. It's kind of similar to Harden too, when mm-hmm. Harden was that ball dominant guy in right. Houston. But Luca also has the playoff performances to be able to say that he is further along and also Mm -hmm. that wasn't until later in Harden's career and you know I I I my my pushback on that would be a little bit is that we saw when James Harden had Chris Paul as his partner we Mm -hmm. saw when LeBron James had Kyrie Irving as his partner that it would they were able to lift their teams and I think the Rockets probably win the title if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt that year beat the best team of all time, win 60-plus games, go to the finals at at least, if not win the finals. LeBron did it with Kyrie. LeBron did it with Wade. I think there are ways to it, but like it is much harder to find a guy who's willing to do that role. And and as amazing as Luka is, he's not LeBron. And a lot of guys would take the backseat to LeBron because he is LeBron. So... It's well, it's tough to figure out, really. Yeah. Well, and you know, I would, I did, but my counter to the counter would be that Dwayne Wade was entering a different part of his career on those mm-hmm. Miami Heat teams. Maybe not the first year, but like certainly by the, and it was clear that it was LeBron's teams. And Kyrie Irving literally left the next year. <laughs> yeah. so how happy? Yeah. So yeah. how happy was he? Like on sure. that, you know. And given that Kyrie, as we've found out in recent weeks, or yeah. I, many of us knew, but uh, he's yeah. a he's yeah. a little a little bit of a. Sam uh, supports everything time. Kyrie's ever said. Yeah, that's what yeah. he was telling us. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what we started mm-hmm. the show. That was, yep. was off the air. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yes. but I, I still think if you're looking for the number one offensive hub in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. it's like you could take your pick from three guys, in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. Jokic, mm-hmm. it's Luka, or it's Steph. And those are the three guys as an offensive hub. What? Interesting. I you Who that was not the, I I think Trey Young belongs in that. I love I love Trey. I think he's yep. um, uh, yeah. and we'll get we'll get to Trey. We'll talk okay. about Trey in a little That's bit. That's who and, I was referencing with my sure. heliocentrism sure. earlier. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. I think that Trey is incredible, but we'll we'll talk about Trey in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh but those are the three guys that you can put in the conversation. Now the thing is, is that because Tatum's playmaking's gotten a little bit better, and Luca has gotten better on defense, but Tatum is an all defense level guy, mm-hmm. that is the argument back. I, I guess my whole thing is, is that I, I think the upside with taking Luca here is higher than the downside. Like Luca, for yeah. how much he has performed statistically, for how far he has gotten into the playoffs this early in his career with a team that's mm-hmm. not necessarily that good at all, I wouldn't want to bet against that guy 
at least winning a few championships and kind of figuring something out over the course of yeah. his career. So like, he's still only 23, you know, you could say Tatum's only 24, but mm-hmm. I, I think it is, it's much closer than it was before, but I'd still lean towards Luca just because I think historically he's going to go down as one of the 25 or 30 best players of all time. Yeah, at, at least. I would yeah. Concur. And- and I, I would just say the other thing that you can kind of nail Tatum on that seems to be changing, but that the, where Luca kind of clears him and separates is the consistency. Yeah. Cause th- that has always been Tatum's problem. Most of the years in the league is just, mm-hmm. he will have just these two month stretches where he's horrific or <laughs> like, or just runs out of gas in the playoffs, sure. which I, I, again, or yeah, I can't lift up his right arm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I also, I think was an injury personally, but you know, yeah, well, I think it's, yesterday. I think, it, I yeah. think it was made up by the uh, Boston media, but yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever to make, whatever to make their baby boy feel yeah. better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're, we're coddling him. This is right. I'm, I'm running. I'm an apparatchik. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah, in, I'm yeah. in low Raptors mode right Bo- now. I, Bo- can, <laughs> there's no truth that you can hide from Boston media. Boston media always known for protecting Jason Tatum and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, we love it. We love True. protecting Jason Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, actually, Especially me. I've never said anything rude about him. Never, ever yeah. negative or rude no. or anything. Since draft night, you were all about him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number yeah. one guy. So, mm-hmm. uh, actually, speaking of, did you see? Did you hear the low post where? Tim was talking about. The... I didn't listen to the new one. Oh, you haven't. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave okay. that be. Well, we'll... I'll, I'll listen to that before the next episode. I love when Bon Temps is on because it's he's awesome. It's great. Him uh, Bon Temps. Okay, so you guys have gone number one, number two, mm-hmm. number three. I, I I might get some shit for this. Mm-hmm. Sam is not going to like this pick. I figured you were going here. I at oh. a certain point. I can't deny that John ja Moran is absolutely fucking incredible. Like, I think that the top two guys have a lot less flaws in their game. They're mm-hmm. a lot easier to build around just because the level of talent that they are. I think we were getting into the more flawed, not perfect kind of prospects within w- from this point on. Mm-hmm. Kind of guys who are still figuring it out, still very young, have shown flashes, have shown moments, have had huge games or seasons, but really have not put together a uh, mm-hmm. consistent superstar level play mm-hmm. in their career so far. And John Morant is now in year four and every single year continues to get better, continues to add to his game. I think that his situation is very good and it's great for him because of how Memphis has drafted, how they've team built all of that. But if the shooting is somewhat real, this guy is fucking unstoppable as a three-level scorer and playmaker. And the one thing, the, the two guys I really thought about here were Trey Young, actually three guys. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely some recency bias with the one guy that I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. But it's Ja, Trey, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Interesting. And I, I, I love two Trey. different guys in that tier, but also had Trey. So okay, yeah. So I have I have Trey and those two, and the reason why I'm going with Jaw here is that I know that Trey has, like, I think offensively is about as complete of an offensive player that you can get, and I know that mm-hmm. defensively Jaw's also very bad, 
But Ja at least has the tools that I can talk myself into, the tools and the athleticism that I think that he might figure out a way to not be the worst defender in the NBA <laughs> in a way that I don't think that Trey is – it's not Trey's fault. It's just his his tools and, and size. Mm-hmm. It's just – it's that he, – he at least has some theoretical defensive upside that he could potentially tap into to get mm-hmm. to just be a bad defender and not a disastrous one. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the fact that, like – Every time I watch Trey Young against these super long teams, yeah. like the Raptors and the Heat, and and even like like I I talked about this earlier. I I guess my thing with Trey is like, and I'll 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 just I'm gonna pick Trey at four because I'm gonna shit, go I'm gonna shit. go. I thought I was Trey. getting right. I thought gonna, I was getting right number three guy. <laughs> Damn. So yeah. I'm gonna pick Trey at four regardless. But the the one thing that I don't fear as much with Ja that I do fear with Trey is that how do you win a playoff series against Boston Celtics, against the Milwaukee Bucks, when you have Trey Young on your team? And while it's not the most important position defensively, there's got to be a team or a coach that figures out like what the Heat did last year. Targeting him on defense, giving him nightmares on offense by just throwing a ton of long defenders at him that he cannot cre- you know, create separation against and, and do what he did against the Sixers a few years ago. Uh, and yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up, but it, it, like, you got to warn me first, <laughs> but we need a content warning on that. Yeah. Trigger, trigger warning. Hawk Sixer series mentioned coming. <laughs> ben Simmons passed up the dunk warning. <laughs> so <laughs> God damn it, Sam. Um, so I was trying sorry, not to sorry, bring sorry. up all of the specifics, but I, so the reason that I have Joss slightly ahead of Trey is due to the fact that I think the defensive upside, and I don't think that there are a ton of teams that are going to make it like, it's not going to be impossible to beat them just because Jaws on your team. I think it might be difficult due to the fact that he's also a bad defender and that he might struggle in certain matchups. But I, I'm going to take Jaw. Just I I I I'm completely contradicting myself. I've been a Trey is better than Jaw guy for a while, but I I just think that I I'm going to slightly go with Jaw over Trey. So it's going to be Jaw at three and Trey at four. Thoughts on Jaw being a highlight merchant? That that was my whole thing. You, was yeah, that I was, <laughs> I was a, I was yeah, a I was a Jaw I was a Jaw denier. Because I was watching games of him where he was honestly disappearing in the playoffs last year mm-hmm. in, in a way that I was surprised by because I thought he was going to be the big moment guy. And mm-hmm. eventually he did kind of figure it out throughout the course of that series, had his big moments in that series. But, you know, like the I, I think the thing that I really underestimated is is Jaws combination of athleticism and scoring of course but also he's a brilliant playmaker and passer he's a super yes. manipulative mm-hmm. off the dribble playmaker and passer that i think that as memphis gets better as they grow together i think that he really has potential to be like the 1a on a contending team in a way that i didn't really see because of some of his struggles last year and like the team was really good without him and all of that shit so i mm-hmm. I, I don't know i I think that uh, I, I still think that it's it's very very close, but uh, Jaw's a little younger, Jaw's more athletic, and I I just I'm gonna give the nod to Jaw right now. Mm-hmm. 
can't believe you did this to Trey. Not only do I not get Trey, you also make it. You also make him be behind John Moran. This Let's is, go. This is, this is truly some nasty business. So I'm going to be passing over Shea here, actually. Uh, Sam Presti Jail, uh, 2022. Um, and I'm going to go uh, – maybe I'll get a little bit of shit for this, but I'm actually going to go with Zion Williamson. Okay. That's what I was going to take. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested to hear so, this because because mm-hmm. I'm worried about Zion. I'll just leave it okay. at that. I'm a little okay. worried about I, – I think he'll be fine. I think he's going to be I, – I have him much lower on my list – than I had anticipated. I'll leave it at that. Okay. I think, you know, when we're talking about the reason that Luca clears Jason Tatum being undeniable upside versus, you know, the downside, I think Zion Williamson, even more so than like John Morant, when he pops, you really fucking see. <laughs> like, like you can see the championships. Mm-hmm. You can see the absolute domination. Like you... I could see him being, this might be a little bit of blasphemy, and I could see him being a diet Giannis in the playoffs, just in terms of absolutely controlling tempo, bullying teams. On offense. <laughs> On offense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. Honestly, I think that, I think he could get there. I, you know, some of that stuff, again, going back to what we're talking about with John Moran, I think there's like some effort stuff, and I think that, you know, kind of. Putting him in a Rob Williams role, you know, where, and you know, weak side defender, you know, sort of the free safety, you've got somebody else, you know, taking the primary assignment. You've got a, uh, an Al Horford, a Jared Allen, whoever, and you kind of let Zion do some of this stuff. Like maybe he doesn't have, you know, the best instincts of some of these other guys, but I just think, you know, he has pretty decent creation thought chops that he's just like absolutely a force and like unstoppable. So, I don't know. I know he's always injured. That's a risk I'm willing to take. Um, and I will take him fifth. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I was hoping Zion was going to fall to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because we were talking about like someone to like Luca needs a guy like an AD type, which, you know, is extremely rare. And Zion's not going to give you that on defense at all. But that mm. offensive just sort of two or one B, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't think Zion's ever going to be a true one B, but if he was a one B next to a Luca, mm-hmm. that that team would just be oh, that would be unfathomably good. Yes. Yeah, yes. just two chunk boys, one can jump, <laughs> one can't. Yeah. I was well, going to say that that team that is definitely a team where there would like let's just say the personal chefs would be heavily involved in that team. <laughs> for- yeah, <laughs> no fat shaving. It means yeah. we're not Pat Riley over here. Right. I am. I am Pat Riley. I'm like <laughs> oh, Pat you Riley. are fat shaming. I'm, I'm threatening to fat. I'm threatening to fight my team. Uh, my guys. I'm <laughs> Irish pretending to be Italian. We've established this last last right. thing. So, so care, I will. So the only thing I will say, just to wrap up the Zion thing, is that mm-hmm. I'm worried for a few reasons. One, I'm worried because I I really do think that. His defense, as a prospect, I thought he was going to be awesome defensively. I thought that Mm -hmm. he was going to be – and I can't cop and say that I've – oh, I've watched a ton of Pelicans games this year. I really haven't. So I can't really speak on his defense so far this year. But from what I saw in the past defensively, there were a lot of concerns there. And then there's also the injury stuff. And then he's also playing a more important position defensively to me than John Trey, which is why I was a little bit skittish on – choosing him above these guys just i think there's a number of, of factors that that build up 
offensively, he's obviously an amazing talent. I don't know. No one would deny that. What, like, was in his second season, the like, the most efficient post scorer in, like, since Shaq. <laughs> like, he's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't deny that. But I, 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 that's the only thing that I have that is that is a little bit concerning to me and why I had him a little bit lower than I expected. Okay. Yeah, I, I just I just think he's a 16 game star. You know what I'm saying? Instead of we'll a regular that. season star, you know, like yeah. some other people jump right. <laughs> so very interesting. Very Look, you gotta get to the playoffs before I can say you're a 16 game guy. So they they, they took the they took the, the Suns to six games defending. He, he wasn't playing. This his spirit. Imagine if he played. <laughs> Imagine if he played. His, his yeah, theoretically, he wasn't even on the sideline. He was like yeah, his the aura was with them. Uh, yeah, it was like he had a force ghost that was there, like you know, like in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a, a blue one behind the thing. That's what. That's how good he is on defense. That uh, Jose Alvarado saw that and started yep. hounding Chris Paul. Yeah, so Brown was yeah. levitating in a Popeyes while they played for him. <laughs> I love that picture. I, the picture of him at the Popeyes drive-thru with the, like, the it team. Rocks. Yeah, it, it's so cool, man. It's so I mean, awesome. I love, love I love. Yeah. I, I hope. I hope Zion just keeps A keeps doing that and B stays in shape. Like, yeah, like I hope it's not like yeah. like a, a yeah. bad thing. I just want him to be just a, a chonky boy enjoying himself. And it's being good Luca drinking a beer the night after a yeah. Or whatever. We love it. Dominating. Drinking at like 11 a.m. It's like yeah. perfect. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. He's yeah. just like me for real. Yeah. Luca. Luca. Luca inspired one of my favorite posts of all time from Celtics Riley, which was like so funny because it's obviously some white kid from Boston, and he's like, "Look at this lazy European!" Like in the off season, <laughs> like. Like doing doing racism against European whites, basically, and then showing Jason Tatum lifting and working out. And I was like, "Wait, what?" And he was like, "If you want to be great, you gotta work for it." And Luca's like smoking the hookah. Uh, there there might be some Celtics Riley, exactly. Yeah, I was just gonna say she might be Baltic affiliated. Like, we're sure she's not. <laughs> we, we, might, we might have to look into this. Oh, might have to edit that part out. Yeah, I was just going to say, Oops. yeah, all right, we can move on. I, for, I forgot yes. that there's shit going on over there again. All right, my bad. Jeez. <laughs> all right, well, I'll move it on. Um, <laughs> perfect segue um, from Baltic <laughs> relations. I'm going to take Shea Gilgis Alexander. Let's go. SGA. Um, and that is you- my second sort of heliocentric type ball dominant guy. Um, I love watching him. I he's think. Amazing. He should be. He's like the the under the rim highlight merchant that people love about Ja Morant. Like yeah. Ja's gonna have his dunks and everything, but Shea does like three things a quarter that like get me to audibly gasp. And I'm yeah. just like, there's no, there's no way he just did that that smoothly and like that effortlessly. Every screenshot of his shin like parallel to the ground while he's stopping on a driver, like Let's go. yeah, <laughs> shin angle shout out, ankle flexibility <laughs> shout out. Um, love it. Where, mm-hmm. Yeah, or he just functional seems to also, athleticism. There we go. Hit all the buzzwords. <laughs> he seems to. He'll never get there in the next five years, but he has that sixteen game mentality that Sam talks about, <laughs> where he just like seems like if he was in that moment, he could just take over and he'd like be able to punch God a little bit. I agree. Yeah. yeah. No. Defense yeah. is fine. Um, insane playmaker. It's, Everyone says the defense is better this year too. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's sometimes he just doesn't care, which like yeah. if I was that good on offense, I probably wouldn't really either. 
But he's already had so many moments where he's just proven to be, you know, the most steady metric him. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I hope I hope Sam Presti does go to jail actually. We're really never gonna see him. And I love the Thunder, but like yeah, I just need playoff Shea really yes. bad. I think the one advantage this year to not they're not gonna make the playoffs. I'm not saying that. But the one advantage this year to everyone trying to compete is that like the Thunder, even with Shea, just aren't good enough to make the play in or the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it might be the first year where they he just lets them cook because no one's trying to tank this year. Like no one is like at least yeah. right now yeah. is like we'll say, well, the Jazz have already banked nine wins. Like yeah. that's a great yeah. head start. Like exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the Spurs are pretty good too. What did the Spurs won like seven games or something like that? Like yeah, the Spurs have hold on, the Spurs are five and six. They're five and six. Yeah. yeah. I would kill myself if my team were five and six. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> the Sixers' current record. Hey, so you're saying the, the Sixers are just in the exact yeah. same position as the Spurs to get Victor. It, well, yeah, except the next time they're teams. picked. The, yeah. No, I don't care. I always forget. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get it back. Yeah, yeah they just yeah, ask politely. Tobias Harris. Can you, take, can you take this Ben guy back and we'll just give you the pick, too? <laughs> Let's go. I'll do it. Let's do it. It's, it sounds yeah, like one of our too. fake trades from the last episode, I, and, and just as believable. Mm-hmm. So. So, mm-hmm. so the one thing I want to say about Shea is – the reason why I think I took Ja and and Trey over Shea is that uh, Shea has had mixed with the shooting. Shea has had mixed a mixed bag where like the fake season he looks awesome shooting wise. He's drilling pull up self created looks, and then this season and last season he's just been an inconsistent shooter. He's only shooting like last year he shot in the high twenties. This year low thirties. Like thirty percent. So, are you concerned at all about Shea's shooting? Because he's shooting like fifteen percent on pull up threes. He's shooting better off the catch, but still not great. Uh, do you think that that's something that would be concerning? Because he showed that he can shoot in the past, but he's changed his shot. And like when you get into the playoffs, like I do think that Shea, being such an elite driver, playmaker, finisher, scorer, all that shit will be super beneficial in the playoffs, but are you concerned that the shooting might be, you know, a little bit of a wart on his game in the biggest games? Not overly concerned, no, just because the pedigree is there. I think it was, I forget the exact stat, it was either last year or the year before, he was shooting like 43% on pull-up threes, or on, yeah, on pull-up threes, and 55% of his threes were unassisted. Yeah. Like, that's just bonkers insane. Like, that just doesn't happen. And I think the, not the sample size, but, like, the opportunities aren't there for him to, like, almost self-improve and take it seriously. Like, you see guys like Ja, like Joel, whose teams are, like, they need him to improve, need them to improve in order to, like, win games. There has to be some sort of just, like, Shea's going out there fucking around because, like, he just sort of can. Yeah. So hopefully this year he can like actually start to make and like who the fuck am I to say that maybe he is like really trying to make strides in his game and just no one watches the thunder me included. Well, like... he's yeah, he still has the the toughest shot diet in the NBA. Like yeah. their spacing is terrible. They they're really mm-hmm. just starting to get real NBA talent around him. Mm-hmm. Like this is the first year that he's played with actual NBA talent and you mean since Lindy Waters the third isn't NBA yeah. talent. No disrespect to Vic Krejci, but I, I just don't. See, I don't see it with them. No. Uh, 
but you know, like I'm, I, I, I'm with you when it comes to Shea. I think that I, we talked about this earlier in, in a group DM and I was like, I mean, if Shea was ever the number two on a team, I think he could work too, as long as the shot comes around. So like you have the potential that he's like the number one option uh, on a contender. And also it's possible that he's scalable enough that he's just like an insane kind of off ball guy as well. And I don't, I think that mm-hmm. the defense when locked in, he, he could be good. He certainly has the tools to be good on that end and, and yeah. has had his rookie season. He was a pretty good defender. So like, yeah. like I think even in the second season he was too. So uh, yeah. that's the, the two way ability is there for Shea as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you enjoyed this preview, please subscribe to the, you know, ball Patreon. The link is in the description. You can get this two hour long episode plus a bunch of extra content, including an extra episode of, you know, ball every single week, access to the discord and a bunch of other cool stuff. So please subscribe today. If you are able to. Thanks.